Hey guys, it's Justin coming to you from Comical Podcast. We're here with Miguel. Hey, what's up, people? Uh, today was day three of Comic Palooza, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Thought I was going to kick somebody's ass. Why? Because they didn't like the fact that I said fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was actually day two, but we're still talking about it. I'm still pissed. <laughs> uh, today was awesome. We got there early. We uh, had an interview scheduled with Mike Mignola, and uh, as, as exciting as that was, I was nervous, and uh, I made a stupid mistake. I... I asked him what it was like to step away from his book as a writer and in fact he had stepped away as an artist and he kind of took a little bit of offense at that <laughs> and it took a little while for us to recover but uh we got back on track and by the time the the recording was over uh we were all copacetic <laughs> hey man let the people know i saved you for a chance for the first time ever <laughs> yeah you did you you brought us back right back to the conversation and kept him moving along and kept him laughing so it was pretty good so uh here's that first interview guys mike mignola Coming to you live from, from Comic Palooza Day 3 with a uh, special guest, Mike Mignola. Hello. Here to talk to us a little bit about, I guess, everything that's going on with you. Sure. Which is probably just Hellboy. <laughs> Hellboy's great. It's been a while since Hellboy died and went to hell. Yes. And you're, you kind of backed away a little bit from the writing side of it, right? You're just doing the art now? Who, who do you think is writing? I, it's been a while since I've, I've read, actually. Uh, I've been falling behind. You're doing both. Yes, I am doing both. Okay. And in fact, I've never stopped writing Hellboy. Really? Nice. Yeah. I thought you were taking a break. Um, I, I did. There was about six years there where I stepped away from the art but in dumped for Grado Droid, but I wrote all that. Okay. I had it backwards in my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't imagine anybody else writing Hellboy. I'm the only guy who knows that stuff. Is that because Hellboy is so much of you? Yeah. And it's Hellboy's entirely made of everything I like, and... and I've made up this world and the, the history of this world and the mythology of this world and uh, I've created all these problems for Hellboy that I need to solve so I, I can't imagine asking anybody else to go in and solve those problems. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, it does because you don't want to give it to somebody else like, well, what was that? Yeah, <laughs> no. and, and since I do know the answers, I'm the only guy, I, I'm the only guy who could do it and I could never even explain to somebody else what it should be. Uh, and now that he's in hell, which is so much the world that exists only inside my head, hell is made entirely out of everything I want to draw. So I could never really bring anybody in to draw the Hellboy Hell stuff because I could never explain to them what it's supposed to look like because it's such so much my vision. I get that. Huh. Wow. Um, inside of the, uh, I guess you should call it the Magnoliverse. Mm-hmm. There's BPRD now as well, yes. and other books. Um, how do you feel about other people writing in that world? Yeah, it's, it's easier to have other people do that stuff. Um, I co-write theoretically. I co-write those books, though mostly those those books are written by John Arcudi, and then the Ape Sapiens series is written by Scott Alley, who's been the editor on the books uh, from, almost from the very beginning. And John's been on this stuff for maybe 15 years now, something like that. Um, the beauty of that whole universe is that it is just the three of us. I mean, a couple other writers have come in and done little things here and there, but for the most part, it's been the three of us you know, telling this one giant story. So all the books do kind of connect up in little ways. There's a consistent thread of the history and the mythology running through all these different books. Um, so after, you know, for 20 years, we've never had to stop and reboot something or change the origin of a character because it's the same guys all this time working on it. 
Uh, I have no idea now what the question was. <laughs> but that was an important statement for me to make. No, that's really cool. And a lot of other writers have tried to do that, create their own universe with new characters and stuff. And they, I don't think anybody's been as successful at it as you have. Well, we, we've had the advantage of time and the advantage of having a publisher that left me completely alone. I mean, from the very beginning, Dark Horse just left me alone to do whatever I wanted. They've never told me, do this or don't do this. Um, they've allowed me to expand the series, to bring in other artists and writers. Um, but it, at the core, it's still just a few of us kind of managing uh, all these different books. So, uh, yeah, and the luxury of time. I mean, multiple books over a long period of time gives you a good chance to flesh out a world. Right. I remember, like, with some of the image books when those guys started, it seemed like they wanted to create, you know, their first issue seemed like they were trying to establish, uh, you know, an entire universe, an entire world. And you can't do that. You can't, you can't force it bomb them with too much history yeah. right off the bat. So it helps that at the very beginning with the Hellboy stuff, I didn't really know that world. So as I worked on those books, as I figured things out, I was able to keep introducing things to the books. So it wasn't like I went in day one with this whole thing about Hellboy's the Beast the Apocalypse and he's this, he's this. And that stuff just kind of, as I discovered it, the readers discovered it a few months later. Cool. cool. I'm going to ask you a funny question here. All right. Uh, a while back, we did a comical madness in light of the March Madness tournament where we had our viewers, our fans, or whatever you call them, people yelling at me for calling them fans, <laughs> which they really are. Um, they sent in who they wanted to be in the tournament. Well, Hellboy made it into the tournament, and his first one was Aquaman. And we debated for quite a while, figured who would win the match. And then we were finally, eventually I said swayed, Hellboy. Yeah, we eventually <laughs> were swayed that Aquaman should have won, and he moved on. So my question is, who would win and why? I I don't know shit about Aquaman. <laughs> uh, I don't want him to win. I don't either. know that he has any spectacular power. I guess he could get a bunch of fish to team up against Hellboy. Uh, the, the thing with Hellboy is you can beat the shit out of him, but he just keeps coming back. So I think eventually I would I would like to think Hellboy would win. Uh, I don't know if Hellboy can drown. I did put him on the bottom of the ocean for a really long time, and he's still, you know, he was still alive. So I don't know. I Fortunately, I'll never have to figure this one out. <laughs> I don't see a Hellboy Aquaman team up anywhere in the future where oh, they got to resolve that. So let, let, the ki- let the kids think whatever they want to think. <laughs> yeah, we debated that quite a while. I was I was pretty pro Hellboy, and uh, him and the, our guest of the week were pro Aquaman, so I kind of got outruled. But the, the, there definitely is this cult of Aquaman. Yeah, I I'll never understand it. But my character lost. Him. Yeah, my character lost out to him the following week. I I voiced Merman on the show, and um, Merman lost, and it was an uprising. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming and talking oh, yes. to us for a little while, cool. Mike. Uh, no problem. It was awesome to meet you, oh, and yes. uh, hopefully, Comic Palooza keeps going really well for you. And I hope so. Thanks again. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you. And we're back. <laughs> So after the Mike Mignola interview, uh, it was kind of this interesting situation. We were in a room with all the other podcasters we've been talking to all week, and uh, some celebrities were in there. There was Mike and Ming, who we already had the, the great fortune of speaking with. Uh, Mike Mignola was there. Lou Ferrigno was there. And they were just kind of making the rounds, talking to all these other podcasts. And in the interim between interviewing uh, Mike Mignola and waiting to find out what we needed to do next, uh, Ming got pulled away to do a separate interview with another show, and Mike was just left standing stranded. So uh, 
he came over and was chatting us up, and we said, you want to record something real quick? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I love you guys. And he sat down, and uh, this is that recording, so enjoy. Hey, real quick, guys, we're back at uh, Comic Palooza talking to Mike Zapsik. We only have a couple seconds to talk to him because uh, Ming's doing another interview, and he's uh, on the side. So, so hey, holy, holy crap, what was in that chloroform you gave? <laughs> oh, my God, I'm back. What's how's, up? How's the car going so far? It's going great, thank you. Is that alcohol in that cup there, sir? No, that's... Um, no, I don't drink. Oh. No, no, I leave that stuff up to Ming. <laughs> it's, it's like winding up a, a, a one of those mechanical toys mm-hmm. when, you, when you put booze in him. And he just, like, <laughs> runs around, and you never know what's happening, so that's cool. <laughs> I heard, uh, was it... Walt called him a lightweight. That's all I go. Is he really a lightweight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, he drinks... He, he hits one drink, and his face flushes completely red. <laughs> So you're like, oh my god, and that's how you know that he's uh, off to the races. It's like a friend of mine here in Houston. Uh, he drinks, and he's like blood red. Oh, <laughs> he's okay. Asian American too, just blood red. It's like this yeah. is funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> I do have one question. Yes. Uh, is uh, is Rob Bruce really as annoying as he seems? You know what? Let me tell you something about Rob Bruce. Um, and I I slag on the guy sometimes. Um, he 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 loves to come to our podcast when we're, when we're potting. And just kind of sit down and throw his two cents in, mm-hmm. which to me is like the height of annoyance. Yeah. <laughs> but I happen to love the guy. <laughs> I really do. He is, uh, he's very good at what he does. and um, He must be. He's getting his own show. Exactly. And uh, I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm truly a fan of his for just that reason, but I'm also a fan of watching him um, like screw up, <laughs> and, which he does frequently and uh, it was it's really fun I'll tell you a story okay um, we were uh, so all sitting at the podcast table and uh, he sat down and he was talking to to me and me and he made this flagrant error and I said all right I gotta call bullshit <laughs> I said that's that's it I have to call bullshit up because you, you say these things and then you throw this stuff out there and you're wrong and he's like all right all right and but First, he was like, well, no, I'm not wrong. Technically speaking, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait a second. And I have a computer right here. And, you know, three keystrokes. And here you go. You're wrong. He's like, all right. <laughs> so he's like, you know what? You have to be you have to be the fastest guy. You have to be the smartest guy in the room when you're in my position. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, you don't. You have to not be a dick is what you have to be. <laughs> you so, know what you know and you don't know yeah, what you, you know, yeah, right? exactly. You know what? I, I don't know everything. I'm... You know, the encyclopedic knowledge of comics. Nobody is an encyclopedic knowledge of comics. Uh, I have a well-rounded, um, but I, you know, they were talking about me going up against Mark Wade in a trivia contest, and I said, oh, shit, if he knows anything about, like, super kickers, I'm done. <laughs> you know, NFL Pro, um, Star Brand, any of that new universe shit, I'm done, because I, I hated that stuff. So... I remember some of that. It was pretty awesome. And, and you know, Mark Wade's <laughs> listening to your your podcast. He's writing down stuff. Questions to ask. Mike <laughs> Kickers Inc. Question mark. Question. Super pro. <laughs> oh, we're impressed by your knowledge. Oh, and thank we're always impressed much. by Rob Bruce as well. Like oh, said, he's. You know what? He is amazing. With uh, I have never seen anyone with the expertise of Godzilla that he does, or even just Japanese rubber monsters. <laughs> he is phenomenal, and. Um, you know what he doesn't know, he will look up. My kid would love now. that right now because <laughs> just not in front of somebody. <laughs> just not in front of anybody. Go behind a dumpster. And, what the hell's this worth? Well, but, uh, it looks like Mike uh, Ming's ready to go. So, uh, gents, thank you so much. You and, much. You Appreciate you sitting down again. Not a problem. And uh, anytime you want to, you know, stick a mic in front of my face, I am more than happy to do it. Well, thanks, Mike. We thank appreciate you. it. You got it. it. <laughs> and Mike, Mike. 
thank you so much for coming and talking to us again. That was awesome. Uh, you know, podcasting with you is a lot of fun. I wish we lived in Jersey and we could do it more often. Say, man, I waved him. Remember? I said, hey, come do a thing without me. <laughs> That's true. I do have to give you some credit there. That's right. Give me some credit. Say it again. 5%. That's horrible. <laughs> That's all you ever get. 5%. <laughs> So uh, after that, we scheduled some more interviews with Rosario. Uh, we had Greg Capullo at 11 o'clock, and that could not have gone better. Uh, it was our favorite interview of the entire con. He was so hilarious. He had us rolling on the floor laughing, I mean, the whole time. And, you know, I thought we were funny guys, but, man, that guy is so far beyond us. <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even believable. Yeah, funny guy. He's from New York. And he was kind of intimidating in a funny kind of way. He was a good guy. I enjoyed talking to him. I wish we could have talked to him a lot longer, but that's just the way it goes. So here's that clip. Hey, guys. We're coming to you from the Florida Comic Palooza. We're talking with uh, the one and only Greg Capullo. That's true. That created cloning at Once they do, there will be multiple Greg Capullos. That will allow me to both terrorize my wife and to produce more artwork. <laughs> 35 Batman titles coming out at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, as if uh, my clone doesn't get too preoccupied with terrorizing my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking awesome. <laughs> so you're enjoying the con so far, Greg? Oh, yeah. Uh, yesterday was just absolutely crazy. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people came out and see me, which is, you know, great. But people, you know, leaving me alone. You know, so, yeah, Houston's been great to me. Yeah. I noticed you moved tables uh, before you were over by uh, Neil Adams. Uh, what happened with that? Just, uh, your guess is as good as mine, you know. Got so crazy at one point, uh, you know. As I said, as you said, I was near Neil Adams, and I'm signing, and they come and say, they start taking my sign away. I go, "What's going on?" She says, "We're moving you because this is not you." I go, "I assure you, this is me." You know. <laughs> and then so they go, "Okay, we got this other spot we're going to put you at." And the guy starts leading me down the aisle, and, and it gets there, and there's some other booth set up. And he goes, "Oh, it was going to be here. These people didn't show up, but now they're here." Okay, well. Um, we'll work this out, okay? So then they go, all right, next day show up and you go to the information counter and they'll tell you where we've, we've moved you to. And they go and they tweet, you know, to the fans, you know, Greg's got, now going to be at such and such a table. And so then they lead me over to the table that they tweeted I'm going to be in. It's another person's name there. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me, man? Are you really kidding me? Wow. So I go, if, if you guys don't know where I am, how the fans going to know where I am? But uh, they found me pretty quickly. So, uh, all was right. Well, that's, I mean, that's good at least. It's been just crazy, yeah. <laughs> Did you not tell him you're freaking great Pulo? Yeah, on. you know, it, <laughs> it, it really aggravated me because this one dude says to me, uh, after, after got me to where you're going to put me and he got a new placard, he goes, well, if you'd been here at 9 o'clock, you know, we'd have had this all straight out. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You, you have pinned this on me, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, I'll pin you to the ground right now. <laughs> like, you know, this is, I don't care if I show up 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 1 o'clock. This year has to have your shit together. Exactly. You know, I don't get a check from you guys. You have to do your job. So, <laughs> anyway, it's crazy, but the fans made up for it. So. Well, that's, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, we saw your line. We had a bunch of stuff to try to get signed to, and we just like uh, we've had so many interviews, we didn't get, <laughs> even get a chance to wait in that line. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm a blessed guy. Uh, you're you're cool. a very talented guy, actually. Yes. I mean, uh, we, thanks. We love your art. Thank uh, you very much. Both of us picked up the entire run of Batman you did. Uh, Excellent. How much did it weigh? Just uh, curiosity. <laughs> My arms hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just a couple tons, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a couple questions. I'm going to mess with you real quick. Listen to you talk. You're from New York. Yeah, but I don't. you guys have the accent. 
Oh, really? Okay, I'm mar- <laughs> <laughs> I thought I got rid of mine. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding, man. I'm married to a New Yorker. Are you really? So yeah. from Buffalo, outside of Buffalo, Lockport, New York. Oh, yeah, that's not too far. I mean, about five hours outside where we're at. But. I love it up there. I've been up there during the summer on vacations with my in-laws, and we've been everywhere in Niagara. Morning. She takes me everywhere up there. I really do love it up there. The food is amazing. Yeah, well, come up in the winter, and I'll have to come and shovel my driveway. We'll see, we'll see how quickly you'll uh, you'll abandon that love. He's probably he's probably good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, another brown dog. <laughs> that's not grass, sir. That's snow. Yeah. I was up there when the weather did drop down to seven. I'm like, what the hell happened here? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was having a snowball fight outside. The dogs didn't care for it too yeah, much. Yeah, well, once I got arrested for hitting cars with snowballs, I go, uh, winter's no longer fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> so we want to ask questions, obviously, about the books and stuff. I'm curious, me being a super Harley guy, is Harley ever going to show up? Uh, well, I mean, we had her uh, popping during the uh, death of the family right, yeah. there for a little while. But um, we, what's coming after, Scott hasn't mentioned it to me, um, but we've got really big plans coming after we finish Zero Year. Which I can't wait to finish. You know, <laughs> it feels like I've been working on it for a hundred years. You know, I've made so many pages. I follow you on Twitter, and every time you post a page, I'm just like, man, that is so impressive. Like, I, I uh, absolutely love yeah, your man, artwork. I'm trying to finish strong, but I got to tell you, man, I'm my my legs are getting wobbly on that thing, man. Because Scott has thrown a lot of hard stuff at me to draw, and uh, you know, Danny's. My, my anchor, Danny Mickey's complaining. He goes, the only time you see me family now is when I go to funerals. <laughs> We're all working like dogs, man. So I can't wait to wrap that up. But uh, what Scott's got coming after that is probably going to be a bigger blockbuster than anything we've done so far. So. Does that mean the Joker's going to show back up? Well, you know, you know, <laughs> but all you know, what I'm going to tell you though is, you know, it's Batman seventy fifth, so you know, Scott had to pull something big out of the hat, you know, and uh, so I, I think he's done it. I think you know another big grand slam. You know, so. We're looking forward to reading it. That's for sure. Yeah, Batman great. is so amazing. Um, I'm a big Batman fan. My kids are. Even my little nephew now is like only three. Where it has everything Batman, thanks to me. And he's like, Batman, he saw me take a picture of the Batman car and doesn't know you yet, but he will eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, oh, he just loves just Batman. Just have him watch that show, you know, Bad Boys, Bad Boys, what you going to do? He'll, he'll, he'll get to know me there. <laughs> uh, one of my famous TV appearances. <laughs> um, Cops, I love that. Oh, yeah. I love those guys, you know. <laughs> they go easy on me now because we're old friends. <laughs> Just tell him you know Batman personally. I was going to ask you about Bluebird, uh, Harper Row. Uh, that that character is that entirely you or is that entirely Scott? Uh, as far as well, I'm, obviously he's the writer. He created uh, Harper, and uh, and he had some ideas of what he wanted her to look like. And my very first sketch, he was like, "Yeah, that's it," you know. So you know, that's kind of how it goes. I mean, he has an idea, and I just go, "Okay, well, what does that sound like to my head?" And, what comes out, I run it by him, and most of the times, uh, most times he likes it right off. A few things I have to drag him, kick him, and scream, and I go, trust me, it's going to be cool, and he ends up loving it later, so, but, uh, yeah, it's a collaborative thing, but, yeah, he created the character. I really like the design a lot. Oh, great. Looking yeah. forward to seeing more of her. I was corrected, though, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I don't know much about nose piercings and stuff, and I had something to go do. You went straight through a symptom over there. That, that nose ring is play strong. It has to be over here. Go okay. Now I've been educated on nose rings. It will never be through a <laughs> ever again, man. Yeah. 
that's something we've uh, we've actually heard from several artists. Uh, you know, they've, they've learned they're constantly learning things and integrating yeah. it into their artwork. Talking to Arthur Sweetum, he was telling us about how he used to have to go and examine corpses to like learn how to draw zombies and stuff. Really? Have you ever had to do anything crazy have to like go that? that? Far, I think I can use my imagination pull off a convincing zombie without going. To <laughs> Maybe he's just a weird dude. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's how you explain it, right? Oh, tree search. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, I don't want to keep you too long, Greg. I know you got a big line uh, forming to get signatures and whatnot. I know you're not feeling all that great right now, but... Yeah, I got the squirts, man. Oh, man. Well, well, if you're going to put it out there, let's just put it out there, man. I got the squirts. That's chew it. some gum. <laughs> chew some gum. That's all, that's well, all. I think it's chew it and swallow it, because then it serves as like a butt plug. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you're definitely the most fun interview we've had this weekend. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Well, we really appreciate you coming and talking to us. Uh, that, that was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yes, I am a clown. <laughs> oh, man, you're truly amazing. Love the work. Love everything. I mean, Batman is like Batman, Joker, and Harley, my big three. Oh, uh, I've been all of you. I'm really intimidated and flustered by you because <laughs> be I'm a big fan. Well, I mean, seriously, you can probably kick your ass right now. Diary, you should at least keep it <laughs> yeah. Apart from that, you know. <laughs> We're both talking about, yeah, you can probably kick our ass too. Well, I'll do an interview. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm a gentle man. I'm a gentle man. So. Well, good thanks. Man. Thanks, we thanks had a good time. I had a good time. So win, win, win. Awesome. Yes, Thank you. We really appreciate Thank you it. Thank very much. Take well, care. All right. See what I mean? He was awesome. <laughs> True, right? And uh, he had a little problem, too. <laughs> yeah, when you got the squirts, you got the squirts. I mean, <laughs> I don't always talk about it on the podcast, but, you know, I guess Greg Capullo's got no shame. No shame at all, man. <laughs> so that, that interview went great, and then uh, after that, we wandered the con floor. You know, we bought a couple of things, talked to some more people, set up some more interviews for tomorrow. Um, like I said, we weren't planning on doing a show for Monday, but things are going so well, and there's still so many people we want to talk to that we may actually end up doing... A fifth show in a row. So, you say a fifth show? I did say a fifth show. No, fist. Oh, I don't know about doing a fifth show. That's all on you, man. I ain't in that, man. I'm I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm already there. <laughs> yeah, but we might do a fifth show. It just depends on how everything works out in the morning. So, uh, after Greg Capullo, like I said, we talked to everybody and everything, and then a little bit later, we got the opportunity to speak with Joe Rubenstein. Uh, He's an old-school guy. He's an inker. He's done cover art. He's uh, done coloring. He's, he's done everything in the business except for write. And uh, he's actually the one of the guys that's responsible for the Wolverine miniseries, the first you know, first early issues of Wolverine. Yeah, it's kind of funny. He led us to the back, man, the stairs in the middle of nowhere out in the dark. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to take him back to one of the interview rooms, but all of them were occupied. So when he came, we had to interview him right then, so he just dragged us back into the bowels of the convention center. <laughs> we were underneath the stairs interviewing him, but, you know, despite the fact that we all felt, felt like we were going to get mugged, it was still pretty fun. Uh, he was a great guy, and uh, hope you enjoy this clip. Hey, guys, we're coming to you from the floor of Comic Palooza. Uh, we're getting ready to talk to Joe Rubenstein, a uh, longtime creator. He's been an inker, artist, cover artist, raconteur, <laughs> all kinds of things. Say hey, Joe. Hello. What does rock and tour mean anyway? I'm honestly not sure. That's kind of a hard word to define. I think it means sort of like a man about town. I can see that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a huge fan of your Taskmaster. I had you do a sketch for me the other day. Uh, Avengers 196 was the first appearance of Taskmaster, and I know you did the cover for that piece. How much of the uh, design for that character was actually you? I'm in Houston, right? 
Nada. <laughs> so was it primarily Perez? It was just George. It, it, they said, you want to cover for the Avengers? Go, sure. I went, oh no, it's a George Perez cover, which means it's going to be a lot of little work and details, and this guy has a cape, and uh. <laughs> so. <laughs> we did a great job with it. It's, a, it's an iconic uh, image, for sure. Yeah, I'm surprised. I didn't know he had like a fan following, but I have had people ask me for recreations and covers. And recently I did the uh, Secret Avengers with Butch Geis, and look who showed up but Taskmaster. That series is a good series, too. I've been reading it. Yeah, it is good. Too bad Butch is gone. I'm gone. We're all gone. The series is gone. It, they restarted it again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, didn't he just get shot in the head? <laughs> that is what happened. <laughs> Shouldn't you say who that other voice that showed up is? Oh, this is Miguel. He's... Oh, I know Miguel. Miguel and I have been, I've been Miguel's sister. But, I mean, it, it, but, but it's like suddenly there's a voice commentating. You know, all right, fine. How's your sister? She's fine. Thank you. Say hi, say hi for me. Cool. Um, I know you've done a wide variety of titles. Uh, what was your favorite? Well, you have to be more specific about the definition of what that means, because some books were more fun to read than work on. Some books, I was proud of the finished product, but it might have been hell to do. Um, for instance, when I inked Kevin McGuire on the uh, Justice League of America, formerly Justice League, all that stuff, Kevin's a very good draftsman. He gives very little room for interpretation. Consequently, it's not a lot of fun to do, but I loved reading the stuff. I'm very uh, proud of the finished product. I used to bring the original pages home from DC Comics on the subway and I'd read them and I'd laugh out loud because they were so beautifully done. Everybody seems to associate me with, which I am proud of, with the Wolverine miniseries with Miller. But when I did it, I was pretty ashamed and embarrassed of the job I had done because I was comparing it to what Frank and Klaus were doing on Daredevil and I thought I had fallen down very badly. So about 25 years later, I got the nerve to look at it again, and I went, eh, this isn't so bad. It's a highly popular series and you know, a collector's item at this point, and uh, I don't think the art's bad at all. I, I really like it. No, well, uh, thanks. But I'm just saying that I had expectations, and uh, the fact is, is I, I wasn't trying to do Klaus, so it didn't look like Klaus, so I didn't think it was all that great. But if, you know, Warren Beatty said, you don't know if you made a good movie or not till about four years later where you can just look at it dispassionately. And I look at it, and, and it's pretty good now. Everybody's their own worst critic. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that, but that just means you can make even better stuff now. I have made better stuff. Okay. Right. <laughs> You're the man. Yeah. <laughs> so what have you been up to recently, besides Secret Avengers? Um, I did five issues of the Fantastic Four last year with Mark Bagley, and a continuing series, which doesn't come up out that often, for Marvel icon which is the self-owned line with Bendis and Bagley and Bendis is a great writer Bagley is a wonderful artist and I don't think any of you know it's even alive or been printed what series is that it's called brilliant see I th actually I think I've heard the title but I've, I haven't read it right nobody's read it but as a matter of fact just some somebody just had me autograph a hardbound edition of it so I guess they collected the first six issues I hope people start paying attention to it because look ultimately there's nothing other than now you, it's great to get fan mail, it's great to get adulation, it's great to get groupies who look like Danny DeVito. But <laughs> those are the women. I represent that. Right. But the women, I meant. But, um, hi Danny, if you're listening. <laughs> but 
now is all there is. It's got to be fun to do it now. It's got to be like, hey, that was good, or I can hardly wait to work on that, or that turned out all right. So that's the best part, but it's nice to know somebody else has seen it and appreciates it, and maybe, you know, I mean, I'm shocked. I knew the Wolverine was okay at the time, but I'm shocked how many people come to me and say, oh, I drew that cover over and over again a million times. My brother bought it for me as a kid. It started me in comic book. Like, okay, great. I mean, we did it because we wanted to do it right. I'm just glad that it, uh, like a pebble, spread out from there. Wolverine's become an incredibly popular character, and, you know, anything from his early days, it inspired a lot of people. And, and by the way, uh, the very open secret is on the cover of number one, he's Jack Nicholson, and for the rest of the series, he's Clint Eastwood. I'd actually heard that before. Clint Eastwood, before the chair. I want to make that really clear. <laughs> I know I'm in Texas, but I don't care. I'm, I'm leaving soon. <laughs> Have you been enjoying the con? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, people here are nice and polite and grateful I showed up, and that's good, and... The hotel's very nice in the convention. I, I actually have not walked away from my table much, but it seems to be professionally run. Cool. Well, we really appreciate you taking some time to talk to us, and uh, I hope you have a great rest of the con, and thank you very much. You're welcome. Oh, hell, I didn't even know you knew my sister. Damn. <laughs> Everybody knows your sister. Hey. <laughs> my sister might kick your ass with that one. I'm just kidding. I don't know Miguel's sister. I've known Miguel for a long time, and I don't know his sister. You don't want to know her. She'll cut you. <laughs> <laughs> So we talked to Joe. Uh, that was fun. And then after that, after that, we uh, we went our separate ways and enjoyed the con a little bit. Did some things we hadn't had a chance to do. Ran into Miguel's cousin Rick. We ran into uh, Antonio. A lot of the people that talk to us on Facebook and Twitter on a regular basis that live in Houston. All those guys were so happy to see us. Uh, you know, it was, it was great getting that feedback from the people that listen to us on a regular basis. And the people. Miguel's the people. <laughs> the best thing, though, of the entire day was we found a horse head mask, finally. So now Horstocles is a legitimate character on the show. I mean, you've seen the pictures of Merman. Wait until you see Horstocles. <laughs> I'm going to talk to Chris Ryder about that. Uh, I got something in my mind that I want to talk to him about. We might be able to make something happen there. So we'll wait and see. But uh could be good. So after, after that, wrapping up the day, we had an interview with Matt Frank, who's been doing Godzilla for quite a while. The man is an expert on Godzilla and all things monsters. I, I think he could have talked for hours about kaiju and monsters and all kinds of different stuff. Uh, it was just fascinating to hear him talk, especially with the movie just coming out. Yeah, I was impressed by his knowledge, man. He corrected me on something that I thought was true. Uh, he went on out and gave me even more background. I mean, I could talk to this guy all day long because I'm a big Godzilla guy myself. Uh, his knowledge, and I love the way he draws him. He draws him the right way. <laughs> the right way. There's only one way to draw Godzilla. <laughs> so anyways, here's that interview. Hey guys, we're coming to you live again from the Comic Palooza 4. Uh, we're here with Matt Frank, the artist for Godzilla. Hey folks, how's it going out there on the Comic Oh podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's going pretty good for us. How has your con experience been so far this, this weekend? Uh, it's been pretty great. I, uh, I only regret I'm not going to be here Monday. I'm going to have to haul back to Austin to keep working on Godzilla. Uh, that specifically Godzilla Rulers of Earth is the comic that I've been working on for IDW. But uh, yeah, with uh, Godzilla Fever right now, we've been getting a lot of uh, I, I mean a lot of traffic at the table. Uh, I've been doing a lot of sketches for people. I still got a little stack I'm, I'm getting through. So uh, yeah, it's been really great. Aside from at this con specifically, but has the movie in general increased your uh, exposure and people coming up to you and asking you to do things for them? Oh uh, yeah, I mean this is this is my first been my first convention of the year, my first solid convention. Uh, 
last weekend when the movie came out, we I, I had a uh, I had a three city signing tour where I went from San I went from well I started in Austin, which is just my home base. I went to San Antonio uh, to uh, two events down there uh, at Alien Worlds. Uh, well, there were one at Alien Worlds and one for a, a local event uh, called Texas Toku Tyson. And then I went to Corpus Christi for uh, to go to go to Texas Toys and do a signing there on Saturday, and then Sunday I came up here to Houston to go to Bedrock City Comic Company, and uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's I've been getting a lot and a lot of people have been emailing me saying like oh I've seen the new movie and then I've discovered your art because I really want because people are hungry for Godzilla stuff. Have you seen the new movie and did you enjoy it? Was I? Right. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it was. Uh, I actually uh, quite enjoyed the movie. I, I thought that it was. Uh, I thought it was. Some, it had some very bold directional decisions. Very, very bold editing and direction decisions that um, may turn some people off. But I think overall, it's absolutely worth seeing to decide for yourself. But personally, I liked it. I thought it moved at a good clip. Um, the first and third acts are just rock solid. Um, your mileage may vary on the second act. It didn't bother me, but I. I really overall, I really enjoyed it. Cool. Well, you know, I enjoyed the movie a little bit, but I was pretty pissed about it, <laughs> being since I watched Godzilla some back from 19-whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm quite old, so I've watched Godzilla from when he first came out. The guy in the rubber suit, you know, that's always been badass for me. Um, I had a problem with how he didn't really use his, well, spoiler, didn't really use his breath a lot. Uh, didn't use his tail to that one time. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Come on. <laughs> I didn't really like the creatures he's fighting either. I thought it was kind of lame. We could have come up with something better. I didn't like the monsters at all. I was expecting to see somebody old school from back in the day. But you know, it is what it is. Well, I can see, uh, I can see, like you know, wanting more, and I don't think wanting more is a bad thing. I think that with what they were trying to do is kind of ease people back into Godzilla. So if you spam the atomic breath, it's gonna lose its punch after a while. Like in the '90s, in the '80s and '90s, he was shooting his atomic breath all over the place, and then they started, to, they dialed it back in the 2000s uh, in the Millennium series movies, where he only fired it a handful of times during the movies. Uh, and then in this one, he, he's got, he only uses his breath maybe twice, but you remember those moments. I mean, they stick with you, especially that finisher. Uh, we don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's pretty slick. Um, as for the monsters, I, I, I thought they were cool. I thought they were cool monsters in their own right. I do feel that they are kind of, they were trying, they were trying a little too hard to reference older monsters like they kind of feel like a mix of Gigan and they feel like a mix of Gigan and Mothra along with a little tiny touch of Rodan a heap and help in a clover field and uh, I'd even say some of the uh, they, they feel a lot like the uh, bugs from Starship Troopers and a little bit of alien and so there's this big mix of creatures but if you want something that you're, you want Godzilla to fight something and you want something that's not going to overshadow him in his own movie, even though they had more screen time than he did. Uh, and, and on top of that, it's something that he can just kill, you know, because you can't just outright kill Mothra in the next in a, in a movie because you want Mothra to be able to come back. And, uh, <laughs> that's a that's a fair point. Yeah. So I I I do I, like I said I can concede that some people were maybe were frustrated with the choices they made, but I think that. Regardless of the problems the film has, the things it needed to get right, it absolutely got right. I mean, Godzilla was in it. That's the most important thing. And it was unquestionably Godzilla. Yeah, the uh, Roy to Godzilla. 
<laughs> he was like super roided. He was like, ah. He was big. He was big and he was scary, but he still acted like Godzilla, and that's what I liked. He fought like Godzilla, he acted like Godzilla. Edged a little closer to Gamera sometimes, but hey, you know, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> well, going back to the comics a little bit, do you have anything uh, in the works, in the pipeline for the future? Well, right now, um, Rulers of Earth has been my primary focus. I've been doing uh, I've been doing Rulers of Earth for about a year a year now. We're, uh, issue 12 comes out next week as of this recording, and uh, we're I'm working on issue 14 right now. That's why I have to go home on Monday. And I've got it, uh, and then we're we're planning up through issue 20. So <clears throat> that's been my primary focus as far as comics go. Sometime in the future, I'd like to branch out. I'm I'm, I'm kicking around some ideas for uh, some creator-owned stuff. And I'm kicking around some ideas for uh, uh, what I'd like when I'd like to finally get back into Transformers comics, which hopefully will be sooner rather than later. But yeah, for the moment, it's all Godzilla, and all Godzilla all the time. All Godzilla all the time. Uh, we we uh, I've also been working on a video game called Colossal Kaiju Combat, not comics related, but it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've been designing monsters for that. Uh, you can find information just Google Colossal Kaiju Combat, and you'll find it. Sounds pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I love the way you draw him. I love your Transformer work over there. It's really cool. It's amazing. My kids love it. Uh, like I told you, he was in heaven. He thought he won the lotto. <laughs> um, besides Godzilla, who's your other favorite monster you like to draw? Oh, geez. Um, well, as, a, as an artist and a monster designer, there's aspects of all the monsters I really, I really like. Uh, there, there's none of them I absolutely outright hate. I would have to say one of the ones who's most fun to draw, you know, <clears throat> old King Kong you know, he's a lot of fun to draw. You know, I, I, I like I like both the uh, I like the well I like the 1933 version. I even like I like the 2005 version. I even like the old uh, Toho Kong, the uh, Japanese Kong, where it's really kind of clear that the suit actor did not go study gorillas at the zoo. <laughs> so as he was told to do. Long story. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my father loves the old Kong versus Godzilla movie. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, see, I told you Kong was gonna win." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that uh, King Kong versus Godzilla is one that I uh, I have kind of a special uh, soft spot in my heart for that one because I saw uh, I got to see the Japanese version, which no, that's not that does not that the 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 rumor that Godzilla wins in the Japanese version is a complete fallacy. Really. Somebody just uh, somebody I think in Famous Monsters of Filmland had heard somebody heard somebody from somebody else from somebody else, and it just got con conflagrated into this big this big urban myth. Uh, no, uh, but uh, that's not true. The Japanese version is quite different. Uh, the Japanese version feels like a Mel Brooks movie. It's a it is a straight up comedy. It, it is hysterical. Not only is it a comedy. It's a satire of the Japanese entertainment industry, circa 1963. And there's a moment where uh, this is some sort of in the American version, but they go further in the Japanese version, where Mr. Taco, the guy who wants to, he, he already wants to basically buy King Kong and make him into a mascot for their company. And and at one point, one of his one of his assistants. Uh, we got to shift around a little bit here, folks. Stay with us. We uh, and at one point, uh, his assistant turns to him and says, "Yes, I'm sorry, sir. They're also they're making a movie as well. Uh, they're making him into a movie. They're making a Godzilla movie as well. We heard, and just 
the whole thing is, is satirical, and it's it's so much fun. And I really hope that one day there'll be a mass release for the Japanese version. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> you really know your stuff. Uh, I like to think so. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't know that. Thank you so much. Wow. Yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today, Matt. We love your artwork, and uh, you know, hopefully Comic Palooza was good to you. And we're back. <laughs> so thanks to Matt Frank. Thanks to Greg Capullo. Thanks to Joe Rubenstein. Thanks to uh, Michael Zapsik. Thanks to everybody that talked to us today. It was a blast. We're completely exhausted. You know, I'm, I'm running on about 12 hours of sleep for the last five days. I do not even know how I'm functioning right now, let alone speaking intelligibly. But, uh... Crack. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't give away my secrets. <laughs> but thanks to everybody who's uh, come on and interviewed with us over Comic Palooza the last three days. And thanks to the people we'll have on tomorrow if we do another show. Uh, but I especially want to say thanks to Carrie Gordon from MSRCast and Metal Geeks. Uh, he was really instrumental in getting us a lot of these interviews and getting us on the podcasting panel and various other things. And he's been a big help over the weekend, hooking us up with connections, and uh, we really appreciate it. That pretty much does it for day three of Comic Palooza. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Thanks for checking us out. Any of our new listeners, you know, go back and listen to some of our other episodes. We've talked to a lot of cool people over the few weeks we've been doing this. And uh, keep on listening because we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, but most importantly, keep on laughing, bitches. The comic palooza from downtown of George R. Brown.